We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to week 13 of the NFC East Feast, or as the calendar flips to December, all four teams in the division are currently in the playoffs. John, who's got it better than us? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> no, man, nobody. Uh, this is, you know, way... I don't know. We're always pretty optimistic. I feel like for our division, even even through the doldrum years when when we weren't fantastic, or we had two bottom teams, sometimes three bottom teams. So this is great, man. This has been an awesome year, and I gotta say, uh, you know, through the ups and downs, I'm I'm happy where my guys are at. How about you? You got you gotta be. No, you gotta be. I'm thrilled. The fact that the Cowboys are are eight and three. Um, if you'd have told me that before the uh, before the season started that in December we'd be eight and three, I'd be pretty confident we're in first place. But just so happens um, the Eagles are the number one seed in the NFC, and the Giants and Commanders are are holding a very impressive uh, third and fourth place. And, and both those teams would, would would be in the playoffs if it started today. We still got um, you know the home stretch here, about six weeks left in the season. Um, but let's talk about how we got here. And it started off on uh, Thanksgiving afternoon as we were all stuffing our faces. The uh, Cowboys and Giants played the most watched regular season game in the history of the National Football League, which is pretty Damn. crazy. So other <clears throat> than the, the Super Bowls and the, and, the, and the big playoff games, no game has ever been seen by this many eyes. So, and it was a, a pretty good game. I'll say that the NFC East treated America to a, a competitive game. Yeah. A little, a little sloppy at times. Uh, disappointed in, in Dak Prescott. Two more interceptions this week. Uh, that's that's concerning to me because against the Giants, you can get away with that and still escape with a win. But if we're playing the Eagles, the 49ers um, in the playoffs, that 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 will be uh, the recipe for disaster. Uh, but I was I was very happy. It seemed to this game to me, uh, all of the players who I seem to uh, talk shit about uh, really proved me <laughs> wrong. Um, Ezekiel Elliott. 92 yeah. yards rushing on only 16 carries. He looked fresh, which uh, kudos to our training staff. That I don't know his name, but the guy who walks around with a cowboy hat. And uh, and the coaching staff for <laughs> for keeping Zeke on the sideline for those two weeks um, to heal up his knee. Clearly, it was the rest that he needed. He looked explosive. And uh, C.D. Lamb, uh, nine catches, had 100 yards, caught a couple passes one-handed. He looks really, really good. He's coming along. I haven't seen him uh, have a drop in a while. So very, very positive on that. And, and of course, the uh, the Dallas Cowboys defense is just uh, keeps on ticking. We now lead the NFL in, what do we got here, 44 sacks. 
lead the NFL in pressures, 237. And we have allowed the second fewest touchdowns, only allowed 18 touchdowns. Didn't force Daniel Jones to uh, throw a turnover in this game, which I was surprised. But uh, we held Saquon Barkley to only 11 carries for 30 yards or so. I'm not sure why they didn't get him involved more. All trade. Yeah. Uh, but but all in all, I'd say a, a good, not great game for Dallas. But we get a division win, and, and I'm happy um, you know, going into December. Heck yeah, man. Um, C.D. Lamb, dude, he must have heard you and Uncle Shay Shay calling him Butterfingers. <laughs> bro, cause that was, man. That was His was the most impressive stat line that jumped out at me. Um, and I know Dak threw the two picks, uh, but I was talking to Costa this weekend. Um, I got to see him over the Thanksgiving weekend. And, nice. Uh, he said he, he felt like he might have to bite his tongue a little bit about Dak right now. Um, he was happy with the win big time. Um, Zeke Elliott, dude. Like you said, just a little bit of a resurgence there. It was nice to see, but coming off fresh legs, Tony Pollard can't have the big day every day, right? Yeah. He got Zeke in the backfield too. Um, so, yeah, it was a good win for you guys. Um, the Giants, man, that's kind of a head-scratcher for me. Like you said, Daniel Jones doesn't throw a pick, but he throws the ball 35 attempts. That's mm. And and Saquon only gets the ball 11 times. We said it last week. That's not the way that they win games. Um yeah, I think the Giants are slipping here a little bit, man. I think Me too. Uh, I think good coaching definitely gets you a, a long way, but we've all been saying throughout the entire season that their roster lacked talent. And I wonder if as it gets later in the season, um, you know, I heard a couple of other talking heads uh, making the same point you did, Brian, about Saquon Barkley and just kind of the workload that he's had all season. Maybe that does start to take its toll, and maybe the Giants start to lose a little bit of that oomph that they had. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they can't rely on him. They don't want to burn him out. He's had he's had certainly a comeback player of the year season. Um, and Brian Brian Dable, as we talked about, he's a coach of the year candidate, but he's not a magician. This team doesn't have a lot of talent, and taking them to uh, where are they at right now, seven and four, seven. is a is a hell of a job. But maybe they just don't have the dogs to do it. Um, but over on Dallas, I mean. We pounded the rock, which I love. Uh, 39 carries for almost 170 yards. Dak was efficient going 21 for 30. That's the recipe. When I got Dak um, with a high completion percentage, despite the turnovers, and we can run the rock like that, that's going to lead us to some big wins here um, as the playoffs are around the corner. Now let's, he, uh, let's... he, worked the, he worked the ball around a little bit, too. I mean, you got some other guys with five catches, 63 yards for Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, all reliable with two TDs. Um, but you know, he also got the ball a handful of times. Like it looked all right. It was a big, a big tight end game. Shout out to to my milk yeah. drinking tight ends. They were they were playing <laughs> whack a mole in the uh, Salvation Army uh, yeah, Cup. I saw that. We we gave Peyton Hendershot our rookie tight end an end around. He had a rushing touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake Ferguson, the other rookie tight end, was jumping over players. As you said, old old Dalty Schultz, the, the George Van Riper lookalike, had had two touchdowns. Uh, so good to see the tight ends getting involved, in it. and that's, that's just just building confidence, um, which is good because I'm I'm done talking about the Odell thing. He's passing out on airplanes, you know. That's that it is it is what it is. If we, if we get him, we get him. Uh, so you mean he's but, definitely coming to the Cowboys? Yeah, no, that I, I somebody said that this week. I it was on maybe Sports Center, maybe it could have been FS1. Somebody said, like, oh, oh, Odell's getting kicked off planes, he's causing headlines on TMZ. Like, that sounds like Jerry Jones. So, <laughs> but it sounds like Jerry Jones is a little bit of hot water for some picture that resurfaced. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I saw that. I, yeah, I so read a little bit into it. I don't, I don't know how far that will go. 
Right. It's it's unfortunate. And, uh, you know, sometimes skeletons from the past will come back to bite you. But we'll, we'll try to stick on the present here <clears throat> and talk about uh, what happened on Sunday. And that was the uh, Washington Commanders getting, I'll say, like a, a gutsy win versus a, a better than their record Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I love the the two headed monster of what it's turning into for fantasy owners. It's a nightmare because you don't know who to start. B. Rob or Antonio Gibson, but you guys pound the rock much like the Cowboys almost 40 times for almost 180 yards. You're averaging almost five yards a pop. Shout out to our guy, Brian Robinson, his first career 100-yard game. I don't really understand the fashion of wearing the oversized hats, <laughs> but it's funny. And uh, the big I, hat. I, I love the big hat. I, I love them giving him the game ball uh, after the game. Seems like such a humble, likable young man. And uh, Taylor Heineke throws an interception, but he just plays well enough to, to get you guys a victory. And that uh, that football team defense holding the Falcons to only 13 points, that's impressive. It's uh, it's it's an ugly win that, that you guys have to be, I think, pleased with because these are the kind of games I think typically, especially with Carson Wentz under center, you would lose. There would be a, a, a costly turnover late in the game, and Atlanta would walk off with a Hyungway coup field goal. But you guys get the job done. I think this team continues to believe in itself as the W start to stack. And like like we talked about earlier, right now you guys are the seventh wild card seed. So uh, a, a lot of momentum and uh, and just a lot a lot of things I think to take away from Washington that that Ron Rivera and the coaching staff can can still put on film because there's room for improvement. And I think that spells good things for for your commanders. Yeah, man, for sure. I feel like you you summed that up very well. Um, my favorite quote that I saw after the game, well, somebody asked Ron Rivera what they thought about the day's performance. Um, yeah. And, he's, and he said one word, or they were asking about what they thought about Heineke's performance, and he said yeah. one word, Taylor. <laughs> he's like, that's Taylor. This is what we're, this is what we've come to expect. Oh, yeah. Right. And it's like, you kind of have to, it's like, I, do I, we happen to be driving back from, uh, tarpon um okay. uh during the game so i didn't get to watch all of it i, I did get to watch i rewatch all the highlights and all that good stuff too but um yeah the the interception he threw and the interception that got taken away um because it ended up being incomplete both were yeah. just man they're head scratchers one he's got terry to the sideline the one that ended up being incomplete and he like he puts it behind him you know he puts it where his where his guy can't go get it and Terry is literally tiptoe on the sideline, and luckily the defender drops it. The one the for the one he threw that actually stuck was, I mean, he just either completely overlooked a linebacker standing in the middle of the field, or just didn't see him or something. I don't know. Bad picks, but very Taylor, right? And at the same time, he leads some pretty awesome uh, drives and and makes some nice plays here and there. So this game, obviously, when you look at it as a whole it came down to the two our two strengths currently, which is the defense making plays when they have to. Mm -hmm. uh, they did get a couple of turnovers themselves. And then also, as you mentioned, the run game, dude. Good for Brian Robinson. Awesome, dude, getting his first 100-yard game and ripping off some, like, mean, nasty runs. Yes, his like touchdown. A couple of His touchdown was a catch out of the backfield, but still, oh, yes. he had room to run and then just unfortunately destroyed some poor defensive back. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, and then even still, he had a couple of really nice runs where they were, they were, you know, small gains that he turned into first downs. 
Um, so really pleased with him. And like you said, humble kid, easy to root for. Uh, it, you know, like you said, this was, uh, I didn't, you don't see it obviously from when you're watching like, uh, online in a car, but in the highlights, you see how mucky and rainy it was. And I feel like the score kind of, the score kind of shows that that's what this game was. Uh, them marching down the field late in the game makes you nervous as a commander's fan, dude. Yeah. Cause like you said, those are the games that we typically lose. So, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that the defense was able to come up with a big play, uh, and get that interception tip ball by Deron Payne. Love it. Yep. Payne picks it off. And I love how the quote from the Washington uh, announcer, uh, Kendall Fuller started off the game last week with the pick six and he finishes the game Ends this it. week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And do, and I do I love what might be the best safety tandem in the NFL turning into uh Derek Forrest yeah. and Cameron Curl. Cam Curl's number 1 PFF grade in, and I I know Derek Forrest is in the top 4. Derek Forrest 11 tackles in this game, Cam Curl 8. With that defensive line, you guys can have a weak linebacking core cuz if you're if they're backed up by those safeties, right. Kendall Fuller playing at the level that he is and the monsters up front the defensive line. This is, I don't know if it's an elite defense, but at worst, it's 10 to 12. It, it's yeah. good enough to, to beat good teams as the weather gets colder and Chase Young uh, is going to only get healthier. I, I think you probably only play limited snaps in this game, but but that's yeah. all right. Just having him having him in that locker room um, is, is going to be a positive. Uh, so very excited for the commanders. I did not see this coming. I, I thought that you guys would maybe finish the year a competitive seven and 10. I didn't, I didn't by no means I, I think the commanders were trash, but I really do believe that they are going to find a way to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. I had a full head of confidence, as you know, coming into the season, but yeah. then, you know, they have a good, they, they, especially this coaching staff has a great, great way of starting the season real slow and uh-huh. recorrecting uh, any, any positive thoughts you have <laughs> yeah. on how the season was going to go. But no, I think one of the big things that you just talked about with the defense was, they promised us up and down in the offseason that the linebacker position wasn't going to be an issue. And I think that's because they saw what they had in the safety crew. Uh, But Cam Curl starts the beginning of the year hurt. So that kind of puts us in a bad spot. And and I think the things that they expected didn't come to fruition right away. So, dude, it's just going to keep getting more fun as as these last couple of uh, weeks wrap up. For sure, I love it. I love that. I love that. Right now, we're, we're sitting here and um, a, a three weeks out of uh, Christmas, and uh, we got some presents to look forward to. Now let's uh, let's finish up our Week Twelve recap with Sunday Night Football. We saw a track meet in Philadelphia. The Eagles come out with a forty to thirty three win. I think at halftime it was like twenty seven to twenty. Um, at, impressed in, with the Packers, even in a loss that they were able to keep up with Philadelphia. Um, especially with Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. It looked worse than it was. I know they were worried that he may have even punctured a lung at one point, but it sounds like it could just be a, a fracture of the ribs. I think he's actually going to play this week. But Jordan Love even comes in. Jordan Love throws a touchdown to who? Christian Watson, who has like six touchdowns in three weeks or something. Amazing. The rookie out of North Dakota State keeps on making plays. But it's all about Philadelphia in that ground game. Jalen Hurts breaks Michael Vick's record. 157 yards rushing for Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders has 143. They are the first pair of Philadelphia Eagles teammates in the history of the franchise to both go for over 140 yards rushing. Eagles ran the ball for a total of 363 yards. Unbelievable. Jalen passing the ball 
average, um, but did have two touchdown passes. Uh, one of them, a nice toe drag swag to uh, to AJ Brown, continues to make plays for them. And uh, the Eagles has suffered a big loss in this game, though, uh, with CJ Gardner Johnson suffering a lacerated kidney. The league leader in interceptions is going to be out for a while. He might have a chance to come back for the end of the year, possibly the playoffs. But I wouldn't hold my breath, Eagles fans. But something you mentioned uh, before the pod, John, is that this team could be uh, focusing now on just being a strong defensive front. Um, although Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon did have a, a good job in this game of running the football, they both went for 50, 60 yards, but but they, they stayed honest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Max talked about it last week the game was going to go as Aaron Jones went into your point. I mean, yeah, they, they put up what they, you know, what they could, but the yeah. green Bay run defense really couldn't get going. And I yeah. think that, uh, man, you look at the score, uh, sorry, the box score. And with that kind of rushing yards from the Eagles, it's really surprising to me thinking back on it. How did the Packers put up 33 points? Right. Cause like time of possession on a 300 yards of, of <laughs> yeah. running game has got to be crazy. Um, yeah. So as you mentioned, um, Eagles defensive identity might be switching up a little bit here, right? You get that, right. you get that injury. You've got still got two lockdown corners, right? But sure. now you've got the additions of Sue and uh, 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 Lin- Linval Joseph. Yeah, Joseph, and then also Jordan Davis set to come back. Uh, they set his twenty-one game clock. Um, so yeah, they're just beefing up a already pretty decent uh, defensive sure. line. It should hopefully shore up the run game um, and continue to help them build. Um, on an already freaking awesome stellar season. Yeah. Dude, if they keep running the ball like that, it's going to be very tough for any team to beat them. I mean, we said last week we thought that Jalen Hurts running the ball as much as he did was kind of a, a negative. Yeah. Um, but I think in this in the the game against the Packers specifically, he's just getting – I mean, they were basically just giving him these big chunks yep. of yards. I mean, he was taking what the defense was giving him. And we mentioned the Packers defense kind of being a question mark. So Jalen Hurts is doing a great job of taking what's there um, and running the offense the way that they want to run it. So they're just going to keep pushing people around, I think. Yeah, he right now would be neck and neck with Patrick Mahomes for me for for MVP Jalen. Jalen, uh, And I I think they they design a lot of runs for Jalen Hurts. So, of course, he does get to pick up a lot of yards like that. But when it is a pass play, he's not like – looking at his first read and then tucking the ball down and taking off. No. He really is going through his progressions. He's growing as a quarterback. And as I always say, I, I, I just love him as a leader and I love him post game on the microphone. And that's why the Eagles are 10 and one. And right now the NFC goes through Philadelphia. Uh, well, Absolutely. everyone's uh, really high on the 49ers. We're going to talk about them when Jay Lutz gives us his picks later. But right now, if I, if San Francisco is going to Philadelphia in the playoffs, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I understand if anyone would, would want to go with the more veteran proven team in the Niners. But right now, I think the cream of the crop is in the city of brotherly love. Dude, for real. Right. Let's um, now go to week 13. Wait, I almost forgot about the power rankings as I so often do. Don't skip it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up this week. We got the, the first time in maybe five, six weeks we're switching it up. Um, as I just uh, gushed over the Eagles, clearly they're, they're still going to be number one for me. Number two, a strong two, going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Number three, it's going to be the hottest team in the NFC East, and that's the Washington Commanders. Ooh. And the New York Giants are falling to the basement. However, they're still a playoff team, so maybe the best last place team in the history of the league. Uh, 
And let's uh, let we're going to talk about that game, Washington and the Giants here in just a minute. So we'll see. We'll see which team is better. This this will be uh, I think we'll have a clear picture. Both those teams are going to play twice in the next three weeks. So we'll really get a clear picture on that. But but John, are you agreeing with me at Washington hopping? Man, I'm close, dude. I you know I know George has already been on that bandwagon and telling you you're wrong, telling him telling yeah. you we got to put the Commanders above them. Um, I definitely feel like obviously. Um, at least in the last five or so games, it feels like the commanders are on the uptick and the giants are kind of slipping like we've been yep. saying, but I feel like as soon as I put my stock in the commanders and say, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to do this. Um, so I- I'm going to still wait one more week. I want to see, okay. see improve it. Sure. Uh, you have I- to, and it's not an easy task, right? So kicking off the week uh, for the one o'clock, so we have to go to, um, the Giants first. Yes, that's tough. So, yeah, let's you know, let's put our money where our mouth is and uh, and prove it to me. I mean, Vegas does have you guys as I a know. Uh, a road do- uh, excuse me uh, a road, road favorite. favorite. So yeah, so I mean, when we talked about a couple weeks ago, like why were the Cowboys a road favorite over the Vikings, and like because they were the better team. Maybe Las Vegas knows that that right now the Washington Commanders are are just playing better football. Uh, GVR, GVR, can you hear me, sir? I can hear you, sir. Yes, I can. All right. We just went over our power rankings, and I have officially jumped on the GVR bandwagon, and I have the Commanders as the number three team in the division. Okay. Okay, Okay, V, I see you. Okay. And now this week, we're just going to start talking um, about why I believe that. I I think the Commanders are going to beat the Giants and prove me right. How do you feel going to New York this week? Yeah, man. Um, you know, the, the commanders have, have won a lot of ball games in these last six, seven weeks, and it hasn't been all pretty, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm not, I'm not trying to say, you know, commanders to like, you know, it's, 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 the Giants have played well as well. I, I think the fakest team in the division and the New York Giants, okay. I think that's the fakest team in the division. Um, I think we have a great opportunity here. I could totally see the Giants playing as well and winning this ball game. Um, but I think that the energy that Heineke brings, uh, the defense, the way they're looking, and I'm not sure if Chase Young will be out there. I think everyone's trying to hide his actual, you know, what his status is. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Um, but I will say this, the Giants cannot throw the ball against these safeties. They can't run the ball against these defensive line. I think the defense is overall just a better unit than the Giants is. Yeah. Um, that's why I truly think that we can easily – win this game based off strictly ball control and time of possession. I think the the score will be, you know, pretty close, uh, but I'm going to go take the under. I'm not sure what the under over is, but I would go ahead and take, I'll take the, uh, the commandos and I'll take them. I'll take them 17, 13 again. Like I took them against Atlanta. You did. And it's a use funny. You were, we talked about it in the, in our group text. You were two points off. The final score of course was 19 to 13, but you really read the pulse of that game. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously the pick in the end. Um, I don't know if you guys discussed that. Or not. Yes, Kendall uh, Fuller. That, yeah, that was a that was a big play. Now we could have easily lost that game because of that. Because uh, your boy, I mean, what was his name? The, the receiver from Atlanta that that was pretty open in that play specifically. Oh, maybe uh, was it Zacchaeus? Maybe Olamide Zacchaeus? No, no. It was the it was the return guy. <sighs> oh, Cordero Patterson. Yes, Cordell Patterson was was uh, pretty open in the end zone. I think uh, even Warren would agree to that. <laughs> yeah, he is so. shaking his head. 
Yes, yes. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to take the Commanders in this one. Uh, I'm just like, this is probably the most excited I've been um, all year uh, to watch the Commanders play. And um, no, I can't, I can't say enough about this game and this battle. This this is always a battle. Yes, you know, regardless of the records, this is always a battle between the Giants. I I honestly think, so, in a, in a lot of ways, the Giants and the Commanders have kind of put a rivalry in these last 10 to 15 years that's that's even stronger than the, the Cowboys commanders uh, wow. rivalry in a lot of ways and I, I think it's just been a closer matchup for a long time and um no I always look forward to these these matchups regardless if, if anyone's in the NFC East yeah it's gonna be fun because you guys after this week will go into a bye and then out of your bye you play them again in DC so you're gonna get to know this Giants team very well these next three weeks and and I think that's an advantage for us. I agree. I really do. And I think we talked about that early in the year uh, when we went over the schedule, how it was kind of funky like that. But right. having that buy uh, will, will help us. Even if we take the L here, I think it's going to really help us uh, maybe get the win the next, the next uh, you know, in two weeks. So I think that honestly, when it comes to Chase Young, I think we're waiting on that on that bye week, and then we're gonna he's gonna come back in that in that next week against the Giants. I could see that being the case. Yeah, I don't think there's any yeah. chance that you guys get swept. You you I don't know if you go one and one where you lose the first, win the second, or vice versa. But I think you guys at worst are gonna come out of this uh, with a split of the Giants. Right now, I might predict it to sweep, but I'm a, I'm gonna let that first game, um, you know, go by the wayside before I start making uh, bold proclamations. Um, George, I know you. I, I know that um, uh, you're busy. You're at your Christmas party, uh, your holiday yeah. Christmas party. So, Merry Christmas! I'm driving home now, dude. Oh, good, now, good, good, got, good. Okay, good. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Anything else you want to share about the NFC East? No, you know, I, I think that I think the East, obviously, being all playoff bound. Yes, sir. Time is one of the most exciting things that we've ever seen. Oh yeah. Um, in the in the podcast, and I think we've. Uh, you know, we should take advantage of that. We should all be very excited uh, to be a part of the East because we're, we're making history right now. And um, I couldn't think of better people to do it with, with yourself, uh, Warman, you know, all the people obviously listening. And, and, and most importantly, Jay Lutz, bro. I hope he's over 500. <laughs> I, hope, uh, I hope we didn't lose too many people money. And um, I got his address. <laughs> he's, uh, he's at an even 500 right now. He'll come on a little bit later to try to get over 500. <laughs> Too bad that the house takes ten percent, so everyone's still down. But yeah, hey, you're right. I'm looking, we're looking out for you, dog. We're looking out for you. But no, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on for a, for a quick second. Of course, man. Thanks for making time and appreciate the kind words. And of course, um, you know, we we, we uh, reciprocate that. We love doing it with you, and we will uh, hopefully see you back in studio next week at home safe. You think uh, real quick? Yeah. I wonder what John thinks about the Don Jahan this week because I, I got a feeling he's going to blow up this this particular week. John, you can't hear John, but I'll, I'll tell you what he's, what he's got going on. Yeah, I would like to see it, man. I think, you know, we've talked in the last couple of weeks, and obviously mm-hmm. McLaurin is one of Heineke's favorite targets, and, and I right. think he kind of zeroes in on him, which he should. He's a, he's a stud, but I would love to see Jahan step up. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't. He's with you, man. He said, you know, it, it's time to step up. Um, as, as you know, George, uh, Heineke really uh, zeroes in on, on Scary Terry, which we oh, all love. Scary, dude. Don's scary. And, and what does it take to get confidence in the Don? You know, that's that's another another whole thing, because it seemed like Carson had uh, extreme confidence 
for Jahan Dotson. Yes. And it doesn't seem the same with, with Heineke. And I'm, I'm curious on why that is. Maybe some of that could have been, he was a little bit more explosive at the beginning of the year. You know, he's coming off of an injury right now, George college football is over. Like the, the big 10 championship is this week. He's used to his season wrapping up, taking a month long Christmas vacation and then going, going yeah. in the off season. Yeah. So maybe the grind of, of the 17 game schedule is wearing on him. But I think you're right. You know, you know what would bring a lot of confidence in Taylor Heineke is Jahan Dotson catching a big touchdown in a division game this Sunday. So you know, it's he's one one play away. For sure, for sure. And one, All right, bro. I, I appreciate you guys, and uh, we will we will talk soon. Yes, sir. Later. All right, John. Let's let's break down this game as as, as George gave gave us his thoughts. Um, as I alluded to, the, the Washington Commanders, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, so the Giants are our home dogs. So Brian Dable will be able to have a little bulletin board material. And I, I, I'm excited to see the Battle of the Trenches on this one because, as we talked about, you guys uh, having that two-headed monster, Antonio Gibson and B. Robert running back. And now you're going up against Sexy Dexy, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams and the stout defensive line of the New York Giants. So I think that's where this game may be won and lost. Going to be a battle of time of possession. If you guys can enforce your will, as you did last week against Atlanta, and as you did in that upset win against the Philadelphia Eagles, um, if you can run the ball 40 times and you're having success, you can stick with it. I think the defense makes enough plays. And I do think that Washington goes into the bye week with another win. I've got the Commanders winning this one, a tight game. I'll take the plus two and a half for what it's worth. I'll say... 20 to 18 right on the right on the edge I, I got the commanders winning a tight one nice dude yeah i mean this is the time of year george george is in the fields right um yeah i'm super thankful for you guys too man like i i didn't think that washington would be at this position um this at, at this point in the year you know after the way we started um and i also am just like still shocked every day that freaking all of us might make it to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's incredible, dude. So it there's is. a part of me that almost doesn't want to sweep the giants because I want mm. to see that freaking happen. Right. I mean, that's, that's huge. So, but there's also, I think a part of that, um, that I think about, uh, the, the matchups, like George was talking about the last couple of years with the giants, we are, uh, mostly, the last, I don't know, about 10 to 15, like he said, but at least the last five to six, we've been the two bottom teams. So there's definitely been a little bit more aggressive matchups to kind of not want to be the last team in the division. And the fact that they kind of line up the way they do this year makes it even more exciting. I think it's a major boon for us, uh, and it kind of hurts them the way that our buy lined up. Um, because we're going to get a taste of what they want to do against us. We're going to get a whole week of rest and a whole nother week of watching film. So going into this game specifically, um, I agree with you. I think that one of the biggest matchups is going to be our offensive line and and the run game versus their defensive line. It doesn't terrify me. Um, I mean, their defense is all right. They definitely do enough to usually keep games close. Yeah. Um, But our run game has just gotten stronger now that Brian Robinson is starting to come on more and more. So the more they can lean on him, the more it opens up some of the fun stuff that we can do and hopefully gets Taylor Heineke more confident and opens up more of the offense for him for players like Antonio Gibson in the passing game. Also Curtis Samuel, who didn't really make much of a dent in the Falcons game, but he's been kind of a Jack of all trades for us too. So I would like to see more of some of the fun stuff we did when Carson had, had the reins. 
Um, but it's also hard to just kind of get away from tried and true run game. So yeah. uh, I think our defense should swallow up the Giants um, in this game. I think that they are gaining more and more confidence with each win because it's fairly clear that they're the, they are in control of the game for us, um, especially when the run game is cooking. Um, so, man, if they can get a pick or two off of Danny Dimes, I think that there should be no reason they don't shut down Saquon. Um, there's something missing there, like we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, and there should be no reason um, that our defensive line that's done such a good job against the run so far this year can't do can't do that uh so we were talking earlier and i thought you had said uh chase young was back in the atlanta game but he didn't come back he was an illness or something um so he did sit out um i wonder like george said if it is kind of just let's kind of keep pushing this back until we get through the bye week or if he debuts this week either way uh you know some of the things that's easy one thing i should say that's easy to forget about with chase young because he's so associated with being such a stud pass rusher at Ohio State, is he was really good in our run game defense. Um, he was one of our highest grade, graded run stoppers. Um, so he would just add to that. Um, you know, this is like that territory, like as a Commanders fan, though, where I don't want to get too high and too excited because that's like, that's when they stab you in the back. Yep. That's when they let you down. So. So obviously is going to be a close game as almost all of the Giants games are. And it's a division game. My heart is telling me to go with the commanders. And I think I am going to say, let's go <laughs> 20 to 17 commanders, baby commanders with the W a tough road win uh, for what it's worth. While you guys are enjoying a bye week and studying the tape from this Giants film, the, Giants have to play the Eagles next week. <laughs> so it's like, beautiful. yeah. So yeah, they're, they're going to get beat up. They're not going to have any time to really review that film. They're going to have to look towards that juggernaut. That is the Philadelphia Eagles. So man, yeah, that's really be a tough up. end of the year for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right, right now it is do or Vikings, die. Vikings, commanders Ooh. twice, Eagles. They get a somewhat easy one at the Colts and then they go and play the Eagles again. Ooh, damn. So they still got to play Philly twice and you guys man, twice. So yeah, that's a good every, every, Everything's still up for grabs in, in the NFC East. And uh, I think that the Giants showed against the Cowboys. Uh, I know Julian Love got an interception. The other interception uh, is escaping my mind. They they can turn you over. So I think if Taylor Heineke doesn't throw the costly interception at a critical point in the game, I think that the commanders hold on for the win. So so Taylor, just clean it up. Play, um, play sound You're football. You're going to throw a pick. Throw one when it doesn't matter, Taylor. Yeah, throw it early. Throw that. Throw <laughs> throw that first quarter interception. Th- you know, it throw punt. it up to Terry. Yes, so make it a punt, and I think you guys will be all right. All right, and now let's uh, let's finish up. No, no, we got two games left. So I'm getting ahead of myself. Two. We've got finish the up tennis. the one o'clocks. That's right. Finish up the early window, as Scott Hansen would say, as the Tennessee Titans travel to Philadelphia. The Eagles are floating around between four and a half and five point favorites. And uh, the Titans are a tough team, man. Titans are seven and four after starting off zero and two. Mike Vrabel, one of my favorite head coaches in all of football. Just he's a football guy. He's an old school. Um, oh, yeah, came from the you know the Bill Belichick uh, tree, and uh, I think he's going to have his guys ready. I think the Titans play the brand of football that can give the Eagles fits if they can keep the score close. If um, the Eagles have one of their famous second quarters where they go on a, a 21-0 run and the score is like, you know, let's say 24-10 to heading into halftime, I think they're screwed. 
But if they can keep it within striking distance, keep this a one-score ball game, even maybe have the lead in the second half, they can do what they do best. That's lean on Derrick Henry, perhaps the most physical running back in the history of the NFL. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's played well since coming back from an injury. Uh, And Traylon Burks, their rookie receiver out of Arkansas, has really started to flash here these past couple weeks. Uh, So they need Traylon um, and Robert Woods. uh, They got a a Westbrook Akina. Like one one of these receivers for them needs to shake free of James Bradbury and uh, Darius Slay to make a play. They can't all just lean on Derrick Henry. Uh, But the Titans do have Jeffrey Simmons, one of the better defensive tackles in football. So that Titans defensive line obviously is going to have their hands full with an Eagles team coming off of a 300-yard rushing effort. Um, I think the Titans can certainly cover the spread in this game. But I just think Philadelphia is rolling too hot. They're at home. And I think that they can get out to an early lead and lean on the run game. And then you still got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown to make a play for you. And this is... An A.J. Brown revenge game, guys. They traded him on draft night. You know he's going to be licking his chops to get revenge against his former team. I got A.J. Brown to get into the end zone. And I've got the Eagles to win this one close. I'm going to say 29-26, to Eagles. How about you? 29-26, I like that score. Yeah, man, Uh, I would definitely say I don't think you'd have any other. I mean, if you do have other options, you got a stacked fantasy team, but you're absolutely starting A.J. Brown this week. Yeah. Um, He's excited. He's freaking – you know, that kind of makes you nervous, though, a little bit. You mentioned bulletin board material earlier for Brian Dayball, but Uh you might be giving the Titans a little bit of bulletin board material, trying to rile up their fans for uh, for the return visit. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not a return visit. they got to come to Philly, so that's good for Yes. yeah, man. Uh, with the Titans, we were talking pre-pod, and I was kind of going with with that same feeling that the Titans play the kind of ball that should uh, at least keep this a good game. But now, the more that I think about it, more and more, now we've talked about the depth uh, that the Eagles added up front, and you listed off the wide receivers. I mean, nobody's right uh, outside of Traylon yeah. Burks. Robert Woods looks like a ghost of himself. Yep. Uh, either that or Tannehill just can't get him the ball. One of the two. They've got Austin Hooper, who kind of was a flash in the pan tight end there for a little bit, and then it's Dontre Hilliard and and Derrick Henry. I mean, that's their offense, right? Yep. I just have a weird feeling now. My gut's telling me that the Eagles are going to steamroll. Oh. Um, yeah. Because I, I think that the, if they can do a good enough job of, of stopping Derrick Henry, they're going to do the same thing that they did to the Packers. They're going to run the ball a ton. Um, Jalen's going to continue on his spree of, of you know playing good football, making sound plays, and taking what the defense gives him. And I think that they just take command of this game, actually. Um, four and a half points, I, I would give them all of that, I think. Yeah, I think I'm going 24-17 Eagles. Um, 24-17. Yeah, I think this is a big time game. So that would be the under. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was more if it was a little more high scoring than that. But that's just what my gut's telling me here. For sure. Yeah, I think the Titans got to be careful because this game could get out of hand. I think Tennessee uh, would love it if if Mike Vrabel can go into halftime and it's ten to seven, just an ugly ball game. Maybe we can get it. Th- um, this past week there was a lot of ugly weather around the NFL. So who knows. It's December now. It's Philadelphia. Maybe we could have some rain, sleet, snow, hail. I don't know what the kind of, but but just to slow down that Eagles rushing attack and uh, maybe force a turnover. Um, the the Titans can do that. Uh, they got Kevin Byard, one of the better safeties in the league. So uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so 
So t- Tennessee needs to keep this tight and keep it ugly, and they can get get a victory. They're they're that kind of gritty team, but I think we uh we we are definitely unanimous here and thinking the Eagles are going to uh eleven and one, which is uh wow. which is just crazy. crazy. <laughs> just crazy, man. All right, let's finish up the week. We've got the NFC East and Sunday night football. I told you earlier, I'm surprised this game didn't get flexed out. The, the Indianapolis culture just coming off of a Monday night game. They're certainly not the most exciting brand of football. But, of course, because the Cowboys um, are America's team, uh, as they call themselves, uh, we're <laughs> going to stay in prime time. Uh, and the culture coming off of a short week. I think this is going to be disastrous for them. The line is I'm looking at 10 and a half earlier. It was 11. That's a lot of points. Um, and the Cowboys, uh, other than the Vikings game, they don't blow a lot of people out. So I think uh, because the Colts can run the football, that's one thing they do well. Give the ball to Jonathan Taylor. I don't know why they don't give it to him more. Uh, the Cowboys run defense has has showed in the past that uh, they are leaky. So I, I hope that uh, Jeff Saturday can turn into Jeff Sunday night and make this a, uh, a competitive football game, man. Matt Ryan is not the answer. Um, you know, Paris Campbell is a playmaker. Pittman Jr. is a decent wide receiver, but they just don't have the playmakers to keep up with the Cowboys. Uh, the Colts defense is, they're okay. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll keep you honest, but with yeah. Zeke running the way he is, Tony Pollard had a quiet game last week, so he's due to make a play or two. We talked about C.D. Lamb continues uh, to grow as the season goes on. We've got all the uh, boatload of tight ends uh, who are playing whack-a-mole. And Dak, just just, just uh, play sound fundamental football, brother. Uh, you know, Do what Cooper Rush would do in this game. Don't try to do too much. You have the better team. Uh, you probably have the better coaching staff. You're at home. Uh, they're coming off of a short week. Everything is in our favor. I still think the Colts cover. So I'm going to, I'm going to say Cowboys win this one 31 to 23. I think comfortable. I think we're winning the whole time, but the Colts maybe get a backdoor cover, score a late touchdown. But I think Dallas plays a similar game. They played to the giants last week. Good, not great, but pick up another big win in prime time. Let's go Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I think a uh, good point there on the Colts cover because I definitely feel the same way. I think the fight in Jeff Saturdays, um, <laughs> they're they're fired up enough to make the game interesting, but really this should be a tune-up game for the Cowboys. Yep. This should be a tune-up game for the rest of the all season. Um, you kind of get a nice little, not a bye week, right? Because no NFL team is a bye week. That's why we're nope. saying we think the Colts can cover. Um, but yeah, I think I think I hope they keep it interesting. But this should be a week where Tony Pollard and Zeke dominate, and uh, Dak is like you said, does what he needs to do. Um, hopefully, feeds the ball around um, and and works the offense. Uh, but Tony Pollard, I think, should have a big game here. To your point, Colts defense isn't very good, and you guys have playmaker. Uh, they're okay, right? I mean, average. They're not great. But you guys should be able to do what you need to do. I think you guys will control time of possession, uh, and it'll be the Colts kind of trying to come back in garbage time. That makes me worry, though, from a fantasy standpoint, if you're relying on Jonathan Taylor, um, because they may, and they've done it this season, gotten away from him um, if they go down you know, fairly quick. So uh, I'm surprised that they're still trotting Matt Ryan out there. At this point, I would yeah. think you would just see what else you got, right? And Sam Ellinger, I guess mm-hmm. maybe they've already had enough of that. Um, but yeah, so the Cowboys defense should also have a nice little tune up here. Um, get, get some, add some more sacks to that total, uh, for sure. And, uh, yeah, 
hopefully the Colts keep them honest, but I'm going to go 28-20 Cowboys. All right. So, yeah, we both like the Colts to keep it a little closer than Vegas thinks. Uh, and I'm excited that there uh, could be two players coming back for the Cowboys very soon. Uh, former All-Pro left tackle Tyron Smith, who certainly isn't the player that he once was, but just his veteran leadership. He should be back within the next couple of weeks. Uh, the rumor is they're going to give him his left tackle spot back and then move the rookie um, Tyler Smith into left guard. Tyler Smith's been playing fantastic at left tackle, certainly exceeded my expectations. I wouldn't be mad if they kept him out there. But either way, some more depth on the O-line. And James Washington, not a huge name, but a guy who who uh, scored some touchdowns for the Steelers the past few years. He broke his foot in training camp. He'll be back, and if nothing else, he's a deep threat. Michael Gallup yeah. doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to have uh, the motor that he once had before the ACL injury. So just another weapon. If we don't get Odell, Dak can um, can stretch the field, which uh, which will help us out um, as we go on a playoff. What I hope is uh, is a playoff run. So we're all on uh, we're all on the Cowboys. Let's see who Jay Luds is on. Um, I have a little bit of cold. If, um, I'm sorry if my voice sounds funny, guys. And, and uh, so so does Jay Luds. So it must be going around. But uh, but as always, he's here for you guys. He's coming off of uh, he was one one and one last week. He won the Cowboys game. He uh, lost because he picked against the Commanders. Should have known better, Luds. And uh, mm-hmm. it was a, a push on the Packers Eagles. So on the year, he's nineteen and nineteen, still five hundred. And he texted me today when he sent over the voice memo. And he said, "I will finish the year over five hundred. So uh, I, I believe him. Let's go. Hold on one second. I'm having technical difficulties. I believe that you will win. Lads. I believe that we will win. And <laughs> shout out to uh, to Team USA. All right, here we go. Week 13, NFC East Beast. I'm a little under the weather this week, guys. Um, you know, I can actually breathe a little bit today, but I will be back on the show live next week. Um, I do appreciate you guys sticking with me with these picks. I'm going to get into the games this week. First game on the list, Indianapolis at your Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys favored 11. Um, Dallas has been playing good all year, guys. Uh, Indies, you know, they've been struggling. Matt Ryan at quarterback now. They're, they're struggling to move the ball. I like Dallas's defense this game. I think he keep, they keep Indianapolis in check, especially Matt Ryan, whose arm looks weaker than mine. I could probably get out there and <laughs> sling it a little better than he could. Dallas, minus 11, 28-17, okay. Cowboys. Next game on the list, Washington at the New York Giants. Washington favored two and a half this game. You know, back after the first four or five weeks, you never would have guessed that. But Washington favorites on the road. Um, I like the Giants, boys. You know, they've been playing everybody tough. Um, I really do, you know, um, respect the way Washington's been playing, you know, with all the controversies here with the owner. Um, it's nice to see them rally. I mean, they're right there in it in the division, but, uh, I do like the giants at home. I am taking the giants because they are at home. I like them plus two and a half, 23, 17 New York giants. Last game on the docket, Tennessee at your Philadelphia Eagles division leading Philadelphia Eagles, their favorite five points at home. Uh, Tennessee's a tough out. Um, I think if this was like a minus, seven, eight, or nine, I'd probably take the Titans, but it's a low enough number. I am going to go the Philadelphia Eagles minus five, 25-13 Eagles. My upset parlay, I've been hitting on these guys the last few weeks. <laughs> I like Atlanta plus one at home against your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers have been looking a little better, but Atlanta is playing tough. 
I do like them uh, plus one this week, and I like the Miami Dolphins plus four. I think San Francisco's thrashing last week that they put on – who was it they beat? The Saints smoked them. Um, 13 – well, I shouldn't say smoke them. I think it was 13 nothing. but, um, you know, San Fran's been a tough team, but I like the way Miami's been scoring. Tua Tagovailoa might be a top, what, seven, eight quarterback in the league this year. The guy's accurate. I think Miami goes on the road and covers that spread. I appreciate you guys sticking with me. I will be back live next week. Love you guys. Appreciate our listeners. Talk to you guys next week. We love you too, Luds. Appreciate you uh, playing injured for us, and uh, we, we look forward to getting you back in studio next week. It's not a bad upset parlay. He likes the Falcons as a home dog over the Steelers. That's kind of a pick game. And uh, the San Francisco 49ers, I saw a stat. The past four games, the Niners have outscored opponents 54 to nothing in the second half of their games. Absolutely rolling right now. Their defense is scary. But Luds Luds like the Dolphins plus points. Interesting game. That's a 4 o'clock game. It'll be the game I'm watching it for. Uh, For Mike McDaniel, their coach, uh, came from San Francisco. So he's going up against his former team. That'll be a good one. And, uh, yeah, that was East. one of the ones that I saw that when you said you were surprised that the Cowboys game didn't get flexed. I mean, that's a perfect one right there to flex. But all the yes. four o'clock games look good. Yeah, there's a good there's a good slate slate of football. I'm I'm uh, looking forward to this Sunday. And uh, to I'm recap, happy, uh, is... yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say I'm happy that he picked the Giants because it makes me feel better that we're not all sweeping on the on Washington. Yes. For sure. Well, last you remember last week we were all on Washington. All right. Ludge picked Ludge picked the Falcons, so that that probably gave them the win. Maybe Ludge Ludge magic uh, rubs off again. The Commanders get a W. So he, so Ludge likes the the Giants plus points, and he's swallowing with the Cowboys and Eagles. He's at five hundred right now. He's desperate to get over five hundred. I believe in you, kid. I believe that you will win, and uh, I believe that this was. Uh, Another fun podcast. Uh, George, appreciate you calling in. Luds, look forward to getting you back in studio. John, as always, appreciate you being the best partner in the business. And uh, for all you guys listening, um, this is why we do it, because we're all in the playoffs. It's going to be a December to remember. Appreciate you guys listening to the NFC East. Peace.